Good morning, everyone. Great to have you all here. We have a special guest this morning. Yes, yes, give a round of applause. Nellie Latchman. She, uh, she does a, uh, one of our missionaries that we support here at ACC, and she uh, is uh, with the Red Frogs Support Network. And I'm not going to give too much information because she will definitely give you an update of, of how everything is going uh, with uh, the ministry and with the university. Um, but uh, let's just give her a round of applause as she comes and speaks. Thank you, Nellie. God bless. Yeah, thank you. Is this on? Yes, you can hear me. Thank you, Pastor Brandon, for uh, inviting me out. Um, I love when I walk into a church and I don't know who to say hi to first. Because I was like, oh, I see so many friends that um, I've just made over these years of coming here and getting to know you all. So thank you for being so warm and welcoming. Um, it does, though, feel like years since I've been here. I think it was something like last April, maybe. Uh, but it feels like years since I've been to most places, though. Any of you can attest to that? And uh, in that time, some things have changed a little bit uh, since I've been here last. For one, I'm not driving school bus anymore. Um, that was, that kind of came to the end at last uh, October. Um, I was officially released as a Mission Canada worker uh, in uh, September of last year. So what that means is that I, re I reached my 75% goal. So thank you. And so since then, what that means is the being released part. I know I've been here for a couple years, but the being released part means I actually get a paycheck now. So that's pretty cool. Um, of course, COVID has had a little bit of an effect on fundraising as you can imagine. So I just want to thank you so much, church, for your faithfulness uh, and your giving to my ministry, and especially even over this time. It has meant the world to me to have you on my team, uh, to be supporting me and believing in me in what I do in Windsor at the university. So, like I said, not driving school bus anymore, but I am bivocational again. Uh, my family, as you can probably notice, the group of people over there that all look like me, even with masks on. <laughs> Hi, Tiffany. That's my youngest sister. Um, yep, whole group of them. Uh, they all moved down this way. They say it's not for me, but I'm sure that was a perk. Um, so they, in moving down here, had bought a restaurant in Harrow. It's called Danielle's, and this is my little shameless plug because I got the mic, so here we are. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's an ice cream shop and a family-style uh, diner, restaurant, so if you want to come by, you'll see me there, you'll see all of them there. Um, and while it's summer, and before things picks up on campus again, I'm there driving around picking up stuff at like different stores or just, you know, there behind the counter. Uh, and so that means I get to see my family a whole lot more, uh, so that's nice, instead of having to drive all the way up to Toronto to visit for a weekend. The newest thing that I've been up to, or as like this is a, a pre-launch, like it hasn't even exactly started yet, uh, in partnership with New Song Church and Global University, we'll be launching a local learning center. 
So that means uh, we're going to have basically a school, a cohort of students who are learning uh, Bible college level, uh, undergraduate level courses um, in a program called Urban Cry School of Mission. So the idea being that we're in an urban setting in Canada here, um, and especially in this area, what does ministry look like different than it would elsewhere? So we wanna make it super practical. Uh, we wanna plug students into like ministry opportunities. Uh, and with it, it's also an undergraduate Bible college certificate. So it works in semesters or sequences. Uh, and you can jump in for the first one if you want to. Uh, September 8th, I know that's like, a week away, so you have a little bit of time to think about it. Uh, or you can jump in for January. So tell students who are maybe thinking of going off to Bible college that live local, um, say like, here, this is an opportunity to do it right here, right now. And if you were thinking of any other time, like, why not now? While all learning is pretty much online. Uh, it's accredited, it's affordable, and it's accessible. Uh, and though it's mostly online learning, because there's lectures online and you send in your assignments, uh, there's an in-person component to it. So uh, it's independent study. You're doing most of the coursework on your own, but on Tuesdays, we'll gather at New Song uh, for a chapel. So students will have the opportunity to preach, to uh, share in their giftings, to lead worship, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they'll also have the opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one, uh, time with me to help them go through their assignments or any questions they have. And on top of that, we'll meet as a cohort. So the group of students together that once a week to discuss the things that we're learning about in the course material. So if that's something you're interested or is something that uh, you think a student, someone who like wants to learn in this way uh, would be interested in, have them send me an email, nelly.latchman at paoc.org, uh, and we can chat further about that. So like many of you here, uh, and some of you still tuning in from home, I took the quarantine pretty seriously. Like I was at home every day, pretty much not change, changing out of pajamas into another set, right? Um, and for me, it was quite a bit, like a bit of a break from the regular busyness of my life. Uh, and all that time, of course there was Netflix watching, but on top of that, on all that time, there was a lot of reflective moments. Uh, time to look back on how good God has been. Time to look back on all the doors that he's opened and to be amazed and just uh, at the things that he allowed me to do in moving here and with your support, the things that we've been able to accomplish together for his kingdom. This morning, I just want to recap some of that with you. I want us to share in the wins, uh, remembering the things that God did. Many times in the Old Testament, uh, the word remember is put in scripture. It's like, remember your God. Remember um, what he's done for you. Remember how we took you out of Egypt. Like, remember, right? And, and God does it this as he calls his people to remember what he's brought them through. I think we're so forward-focused because, like, that's the way our world is shaped, and we're always thinking of what's next, what's new, what's, like, the next thing, what can we get to after this is happening, um, that we fail to remember. Or sometimes we're kind of, like, stuck in the past in that way where we're always like, oh, I wish things were like this. But God calls us to remember. 
simply remembering where we've come from, what we've gone through, and looking at, at that in the lens of God's faithfulness and his mercy and his love towards us, we'll end up with more joy in our lives, more gratefulness for the things that we've been blessed with, and a greater love for God. So I'm mostly here to share stories this morning of the things that we've accomplished this year, but I think that can preach. Sharing the testimony of what God has done is some of the highest praise that we can give him because all the glory goes to him. Not only that, remembering stirs up our faith. So before I get into the stories, I do want to encourage you and challenge you a little bit this morning. Not too much, because it's been a while since I've been here, just a little bit. Um, so something that I find fascinating, a little while back I was learning about the brain and about memory and how that works through listening to Dr. Carolyn Leaf. I don't know if any of you have heard of her, um, but she's like a neurologist or something, and she's Christian and really cool. And most of the stuff she says goes right over my head, but I'm like, wow, so cool. Uh, so a little while back, I was listening to one of her podcasts, uh, and she was talking about the memory and how our brain works in the way that we memor memorize things. Um, and she was saying that the memories in our brain are like pathways, so like actual physical pathways in our brain. Uh, and each time we remember something, we're actually also remembering the last time we remembered that thing. Like I said, sometimes it goes over my head. Um, I feel that way a lot. So it basically, in say like you remembered a time that you went to a park. The next time that you passed by that park, you remembered the last time you passed by that park and the time that you went to that park. And like it continues to like make a path in your mind. So you're bringing in memories collectively about this thing. Cool. Um, and it's sometimes because we're like bringing in extra memories as we make memories, uh, we can sometimes play like broken telephone with our memory bank and our thoughts about a thing, right? Similarly, if you were to walk in a field or a forest over the same path every day, soon enough you'll have like a place where it's obvious that people have walked here. And if sometimes you go off the path and then back onto it, even in doing that, it can widen and become a part of the bigger path. So that is happening in our minds. I thought that was really cool. If we continue to like, think about the wrong kinds of things when we think about our memories, we can also broaden those memories as well. So my point in telling you this, what you go over repeatedly in your mind creates deeper pathways in your brain, solidifying memories, making them stronger, making your emotions and feelings connected to that event or that moment in time stronger. So my question, my challenge to you, what thought patterns are you constantly going over? What memories do you keep walking around on, rehearsing over and over in your mind? What are you ruminating on? What paths are you running over and over in your mind? If there are paths that create bitterness and hatred and anger and disgust, over and over and over again, you're pounding that path into a paved road. On the flip side, you could be making solid pathways in your brain about how good God is, how good he's been to you, the things that he's brought you through. You could be constantly remembering God's promises and how he's fulfilled them. 
think back to the things that you've prayed about and how he's brought those things to fulfillment. And if you're still waiting on them, remember, remember how good he's been and it'll stir up your faith again. Remember what he's done in the past, in your past, in the stories of other people. Go over that pathway repeatedly and you'll walk in a way where your peace of mind is the abounding mindset. So that's my challenge to you. Uh, as you reflect on God's goodness and you let that take space in your brain instead, instead of negative thoughts um, or about negative thoughts about people or times or events, because the latter will have you shrouded with negativity and bitterness. But the renewing of your mind, as it talks about in Romans, being transformed by that renewing of your mind, remembering God in the midst of what you're going through, that's going to give you a visible peace and joy. Is that a good enough challenge this morning? Yes? Okay. Now we get into story. You feel a little bit like that hit me in the heart. So now let's, let's get excited a little bit. A little thing that I do uh, that you can adopt if you like. At the end of each year, I pray for God to give me a word of the year. Uh, sometimes it's a total mystery as to how that word or phrase sometimes um, like will fit into my calendar year. But then sometimes I look at the things I have scheduled and I'm like, okay, yes, I can see how that's going to work there. Um, so the word that God had given me for last year, for 2019, was, it was a phrase, a lot. And I was like, are, are you sure, God? Like, you don't have anything else like peace or joy or, like, no, no, no a lot. Um, and so that carried into the first half of the 2019-2020 school year. If you can remember a time pre-COVID many months ago, uh, this time last year, my team and I were gearing up for our biggest frosh yet. Remember, this was only our second year on campus, uh, but our first year we had seven events right off the bat doing walk-homes, walking students home from the tent parties. Uh, and the student union at that point had no idea who we were. They're just like, oh, extra help? Sure, we don't even know if we trust these people yet. And by three days in, they were looking for opportunities where they could have us be on campus with them. Favor like I could have never imagined. So as the 2019-2020 uh, school year started, we had 10 events in two weeks. So we got a few more. We did daytime events and those walk-homes. Uh, we did six back-to-back -back nights of walk-homes, and in addition to that, we did uh, a hydration station. So basically what that was was uh, cups of water and snacks that are like carbs so that we can help the students who are drinking soak up some of that alcohol. Also, we can just feed people because uh, if they're dancing and dehydrated, like at least we can give them something to remember us by, but to remember that someone cares for them, even in the middle of that. Um, so during the walk homes, sometimes uh, we're walking and talking with students who are totally sober, uh, and they're just thankful for the extra protection of having someone there with them to walk them through the dark to their car or to their Uber or to their friend or to their parents picking them up or back to their house on res. Um, and sometimes some really good conversations happen there. We get to know them, they get to know what we're about, and they are intrigued that we would even care to do what we're doing. A lot of the times they're like, oh, so are you guys paid to do this? Are you guys like from the university? No, we just wanna see you get home safe tonight. And that alone blows their minds. 
And sometimes, of course, there's students that we get home that they're not, they're less than sober, let's say. Uh, and thankfully for those ones, we get to play a part knowing that they weren't taken advantage of in their vulnerability. On the Friday of Frosh Week 2019, we had two events simultaneously. So like pretty much at the same time. Uh, we held a worship service on campus in the auditorium of the Student Center. And I had the honor of leading worship with a couple other ministry people from Windsor. Uh, and we had 200 students in the auditorium worshiping Jesus right before they started their school year. It was awesome, like so amazing. While this was happening, half of the team was at the worship event. The other half was at the tent party doing the walk homes and to the students who were out partying, uh, serving at the hydration station. So with both of these things going on, typically at the end of like, not the end, the middle of a frosh event, um, I do like a midnight coffee run for the team. We've already been up for like a full day, some of us at work too, um, and then we're going until like four in the morning sometimes, three. And so I do a little bit of a pick-me-up at midnight. Uh, and we, so I leave the, the worship event, leave the team, and I pull up to 7-Eleven, because that's like one of the only things open. I know it's not quality coffee, but it'll do at midnight. Um, I end up helping this girl who was just completely drunk and she was with her friend and she was like falling all over the place. I pull up, I get out of my car and like I'm not even, like one foot is still in the car and the friend says to me, hey, can you just wait with my friend? I'm going in there to get her a bottle of water. And I'm like, yeah, sure, of course. And then he notices that my shirt says red frogs on it. He's like, oh, you're a red frog. Perfect, I know she's in good hands. So. Obviously, our reputation around the school, around campus, uh, is getting known at this point. So, amazing. And these are first-year students, right? It's like, where else would they have known us from other than just being there that first week, uh, their introduction to us? So, wait with the girl. Uh, the friend goes inside to get the bottle of water. Um, and while she's in my care, I call her sister. I get her wrapped, wrapped in a blanket, um, you know, rubbing her back while she's throwing up you know, waiting with her. Uh, the friend comes back and the sister comes, picks her up, they get home safely. And like those few minutes, when I think back to that, that like split second of me pulling up instead of someone else. That like the circumstances could have been totally different for the rest of her life if like it was someone else that had bad intentions towards her. Before that friend could get into the 7-Eleven. Imagine like, I don't even want to imagine what could have happened. Um, but I would have much rather been inconvenienced on my coffee run or thrown up on that night if it meant that I helped prevent a horror story, if I helped protect someone in a vulnerable state. And the hero of that story definitely wasn't me because as tired as I was, it, like, it was totally divine intervention. It was God's timing because I almost canceled the coffee run that night. I was like, guys, it's our last night, it's gonna be fine, almost canceled, and if I did, like, what would have happened differently? We wouldn't have that testimony to share this morning. And that's just one of the instances where I look back and I remember how God used red frogs, just a little candy, <laughs> um, and a group of people that love students to Im like impact someone in that way.
potentially intervening and saving someone's life. That's one less girl with a story of sexual abuse or abduction trauma. That's one more person who doesn't have to live with a haunted, live haunted with a split, split second choice. And it's a set of students who have the opportunity to maybe find true hope and love and joy and peace in Jesus because we had a part in loving them instead of judging them. It's an example to me of God's love and his grace over bad decisions. It's, it's a story, again, of mercy over judgment, of stretching so far into the gap for people, even if they don't choose Jesus at the end of the day, because that's what he's done for us. He's loved regardless. Now, I don't know about you, but I need to remember that myself a whole lot more. Like I said, I've seen God open doors, and I've seen his hand of favor like I never imagined. Remember, again, this is our second year on campus. We've only, like, two semesters. This is the, like, like to me, the months, it's like a semester is only 12 weeks, and in two sets of 12 weeks, we've made this kind of an impact. So wild. By the end of last year, we can, well, I, in conversation to uh, the vice president of student services, his name was Ahmed, uh, to rerun for his position. We became friends with him over the year, and he was so, like, he was our biggest fan, really. By the end of it, I was like, you know, I, I'd really like if you were the VPSS again, uh, even though it was his last year, and so he reran, and he won. Uh, and not only that, but because he's our biggest fan, he made sure that to his successors and in his year-end reports, he made red, like, support, um, sponsorship, working together with Red Frog Support Network on campus at the University of Windsor, he made it mandatory for all of the people after him to work with us. One year, one year. Now that he's no longer a student, we're still friends. I still text him every so often. I'll ask how I can pray for him. And he's always thankful like, that I would even ask. And he always gives me a few things that I could pray for. Another one of my favorite things about this past year was the amount of international students that we connected with. This 2019-2020 school year, more than our first year. One student in particular, and I'll change his name just to protect his identity, we'll call him Shad, from India. We met him during exam week, uh, right before Christmas. Uh, that event that we were doing was a week long of hot chocolate at midnight. We tend to like these midnight events. Uh, students tend to be up then, so that's what we do. Uh, so we're on campus serving students hot chocolate, and I think by the end of one week, we had served like 800 students uh, and just been able to like talk with them, ask them like what their exams were, how they were doing, if they were stressed out, and that kind of thing. Um, Shad, he came the first night, just as we were putting the stuff away. Like it was about, 1, 1.30 at that point, uh, and there was no more line, there were no more, no more students walking around. We had served hot chocolate to any student who we saw in the student center. Uh, and so this is like end of the night for us. And he came by just as I made one for myself. You know, it's the end of the night, been serving hot chocolate, kind of want one. And so made one for myself just as he came, and I offered it to him. I was like, oh, here, well, do you want this? And he just wanted to ask, like, what is this all about? which is typical from students. Why are you guys here? What are you doing? Uh, and I said something along the lines of, we just want to let you know that someone cares about you while you're in the middle of exams. Something as simple as that. 
And he was like, wow, that's so kind. I've, I've, never, even, I've never had this before. Like, I've never experienced this. Plus, he had also never had hot chocolate. So he was like, okay, what is this stuff? So drinks it and then loves hot chocolate. We see him every night for the rest of the week. Uh, and over that time, we get to learn about him. We get to learn uh, where he comes from and what he's studying. And we learn that he's actually not a student at the U, but a student at St. Clair who had friends from the U, and he would just come to study with them. Uh, and so the last night, I asked him, so your exams are finished now. What are you going to do? And he said, actually, like, do you know of anything going on like in the next couple of weeks? Now that I'm done school, I don't have a job. I can't really get one now because it's like a couple weeks to the new year. But I don't really have anything to do or anywhere to go. He was saying that his roommates and friends were going off to do other things for the holidays. And so that broke my heart because I love Christmas, one. And two, like he had no one to spend it with. He didn't even know what we were really celebrating here in Canada. So um, I was supposed to speak the following week at an international students' dinner uh, hosted at Parkwood and put on by two, like a couple that is a part of our Red Frog team. Uh, and so I invited him out to that. I said, hey, there's this Christmas dinner. We're just going to talk about um, what Christmas is really all about. Uh, we're going to have dinner. We're going to play some games, open some presents, and like, would you like to come? And he was more than happy to even be invited. He brought friends with him. Um, and like at the end of my message where I was sharing the gospel, right? I was sharing what Christmas is all about, why are we celebrating, uh, who was born and why that's significant. Um, at the end of my message before leaving, he made sure to come tell me that he was very thankful that I invited him and that he enjoyed what I had to say uh, and that like if there was anything ever like this again, he'd want to come. Uh, I connected with him a couple weeks later, and he asked if he could be a part of the frog team. Yeah. Not only did he come to training, but he brought two friends with him. During training, I told him what we're all about, why we do what we do, and that's just because we love people. It comes from a genuine place, um, but that our faith is also very interconnected to why we do what we do because we know that God says that people are valuable and that he has put inherent value in them and we want to show them that in what we do. Uh, and so I told him also what's required of him being part of the frog team. That would include check-ins with me and mentorship. So I would meet with him or call him and chat with him, talk to him about life and ask him questions and his friends as well. And instead of being turned off by that, which is what I kind of thought maybe like when he hears what this is all about, maybe he'll actually see that he's not a fit or think that he's not a fit. And instead of being turned off by it, he was excited about it. He was like, wow, you would actually do that? Like you would spend time, in other words, investing in him. And he thought it was amazing. So by that point of the school year, I like this is the starting of January now. And like I, I still sit in the middle of it like, God, you did this? Like, I know I couldn't, so it had to have been you. I thought now, I'm getting into almost my fourth year of living in this area, uh, and I thought by this point, with all the favor and all the open doors, that maybe I'd be able to grow my team, double it, and start a campus at St. Clair College. And so I was a little bit, like, not discouraged or disappointed, but I was like, oh, I, I thought we'd be there now. Um, little did I know that God was working on something. So the student, Shad, 
he is from St. Clair. Look at that influence that we've now made touching another campus. In hindsight, it looks like God was working on that piece when I thought that maybe, maybe it's a pipe dream. Remember how I said I usually have a word of the year? So my word of the year for 2020 was intention or intentional. So that's me asking myself, what are my intentions here? Or looking at ways to be more intentional about the things that I do. Little did I know that there was a pandemic on the way. Um, but as 2020 started, I, we had the opportunity to do walk homes at, at a concert at the U and then a few other things. Um, I do have a few pictures, if we can put those up. Probably one at a time would be best. Um, so this, uh, these are candy grams. All of these little bags have some candy, some sweethearts, some like just chocolate and stuff for Valentine's Day. Um, in it, there's a card that has like a little pun on the outside saying like, you are a dynamite, and there's like a dinosaur on it. I thought it was cute. Uh, but on the inside, there's a little note that says, know today and always that you are loved, valued, and needed in this world. Your friends, the Red Frogs. And so we handed out, I think, 300 of these this year. We made a whole lot. I feel like it was between 300 to like 400. Um, and just handed them out to students on Valentine's Day who were studying in the library. So students who, you know, instead of spending the day with, I guess, someone they loved or whatever, like they were in the library. So we thought we'd, you know, cheer them up, but also remind them of this super important message. Um, another picture that we have. So this is this picture, amazing, because it's our last event that we did. This was the week right before everything shut down. Um, this, like right here, was like we're doing walking tacos. Er, yeah, walking tacos as you know them. I called them walking nachos because I figured they're more like nachos than tacos. But that's just me. I'm not from here. <laughs> um, so we're doing walking tacos on campus and like just serving lunch to students, a little pick me up on their way. Um, I was ready at any moment, you know, taking all the precautions. As you can see, there's lids for the dishes and stuff um, to make sure things were sanitary, but ready at any moment, paying attention to the news, seeing the trends of all the other schools closing down, ready at any moment for them to tell us, nope, you guys got to pack it up and get out of here. We finish the whole week, and then the Saturday they decide, okay, University of Windsor is going to close. So, again, another one of those timing things that, like, wow, God, you really worked that out, because I bought, like, 40 bags of Doritos, and I don't know what I would have done with that if I had to, you know, pack this all up. Um, in the picture, you can see someone who's probably very familiar to you. Today, she has blue hair, uh, but in that picture, I think it's purple. Uh, and beside her are Shad and his friend, who we'll call Ish. Um, and they are serving, they're loving students, and even if they don't completely know yet why they're doing that, they're affecting people just by love, just with their kindness, um, just with wanting to make an impact on the world, which is a trend of this generation. So I think if we allow them opportunities to serve, allow opportunities to be a part of a community, it will change and impact the way that they even want to impact the world. Um, and I think there's one more picture. So this uh, is some of the team. Again, some noticeable, uh, memorable faces, familiar faces to you all. 
Um, we're here at an event, a leadership conference. So I took my team early February uh, to some of us anyways, a leadership conference uh, just to grow together as a team. Uh, but also because part of what I do is represent Serve Campus Network, which is our network of you know campus ministries across Canada and Red Frogs. So sponsoring or like representing that too while we were there. Uh, and getting other high school students who are going off to post-secondary like learning to know who we are and that we are an opportunity for them to find community on their campus, to find a faith group on their campus, and to find people where they can actually serve and live out their faith that they claim to have. Um, so those were just some pictures from this past year that I thought I'd share with you. So again, as we recount these moments, I've just been able to see how we've met needs to meet students where they're at, and I can't help but see God's hand of favor all over this. Sadly, uh, we actually had an event planned for April, um, and it was our favorite event last year. It was iced coffee at midnight, um, and that would have been our last event with Ahmed, our VPSS, uh, and all of the other student union members that we like made friends with. They were all graduating this year. Uh, and so as everything shut down, I got quite discouraged. I just felt like all those doors that were opened had somehow just been shut. That everything that we had built came crumbling down. And I'm sure a lot of you were wondering, so if school's online, like what is she gonna do now? Like how, are she, how is she gonna do ministry on campus if there's no students on campus? Which was exactly my thoughts. Um, and so I prayed for God to show me, show me a way, show, like you've called me here, what is it, like you knew this was going to happen, like what is it that you want me to do here now? And I was reminded again of my word of the year, intention. He reminded me that my intention was to journey with students through their post-secondary career and to make disciples while doing that. I had to be intentional about the way that I was going to do things. So I started weekly calls with students. I had about seven students or so that I called pretty much from like March all the way through June, calling them weekly or texting them weekly, asking them how they were feeling, what school was like, if they were you know, on top of their studies or just at home watching Netflix, um, keeping them accountable, praying for them, praying with them. And then after I'd pray with them, I'd ask like, can we do this again next week? Like, would you like me to call you again? Um, and there were, like I said, at least seven students who were always okay with this, Shad included. Um, sometimes the call would be 10 minutes, sometimes it would be an hour and a half. Uh, and at the end of the call, like Shad specifically, he would always thank me for just taking that time. Thank, thank me for praying for him. This last week when I called him, uh, he said, you know what, like, thank you for doing this for me. No one has ever done this for me before, and it really means a lot. And this is coming from a student who's coming across, like, the other side of the world to not, not having many friends or family here and trying to make people and make connections, meet, meet people and make connections along the way. And to think that we've had this now impact on his life. That was just me trying to find ways to minister to people while much of my ministry wasn't allowed due to COVID. And as small as a thing as it was, small of a thing as it was, it showed him that I genuinely cared. Red Frogs Australia, which is where the program come from, 
they released this video that was an encouragement and a reaffirmation to me about who we are, why we do what we do. If you wanna cue the video, it's just a couple minutes long. When the world stops, events are canceled, plans are erased. Love still prevails. Small acts of kindness become more valuable than gold. And we're reminded that we are all on this wild ride together. People often ask, why red frogs? Red frogs is more than just events. The events give us a chance to exchange moments of kindness and acceptance. But the event is never the point. The point is genuinely loving people who are searching for connection. People who are lonely. People who are anxious or scared. People who feel unseen and overlooked. People who need a smile. After all, people just want to feel like they truly belong. So it's in times like these that we can still stir our hearts with who we are and what we are here to do. To support those who need it most. Why Red Frogs? People. Always people. So my team and I, we prepare for a year that's different than any year past, but with an intentional focus on making people feel loved and valuable. Ahead of me in my Mission Canada work, I continue on the national level uh, in our cross-Canada teams, uh, working to connect high school students, specifically grads, with campus ministries and pastors and churches on or near the campus of the post-secondary school that they're going to, even if it's online. Uh, a pastor who does a lot of like Bible study series, his name is J.D. Greer, he said this week in a tweet, Nothing we do with the 99 can bring Jesus as much joy as rescuing the one. And that was like big reaffirmation for me, big like, this is why we do it. It's for the one, because that is Jesus's heart. So maybe this year is a little bit different, but maybe it's more intentional. Maybe it's smaller, maybe it's not as event-based, maybe it's not at midnight. Um, but with all that I know, my hope is secured. I know that God honors faithfulness and that he's with us in this. I know that he's called each and every one of us to a time such as this. That's why we're in this room at this moment. And there's purpose for our lives as long as he continues to supply us with breath and a heartbeat. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for the wins. We thank you for the tough times. But God, we thank you mostly for being with us through it all. God, I thank you uh, for this church this morning. God, your faithfulness to them, the way that you've continued to bless them. God, I just pray that they would see the fruit of all the work that they do, that they would see the fruit of all that they support. God, I pray right now that um, you would be renewing their minds so that the pathways that they make are reminding them of your goodness, of your faithfulness, and of your mercy towards them. Lord, I thank you so much for who you are and all you do. In your name, Jesus. Amen.
Well, thank you, Nellie. And uh, yes, it's such a great reminder, isn't it? Um, you know, I just thinking about that, it, this world has just definitely seemed to have given us a year supply of lemons. Um, but it seems like, you know, when you think about it and you get encouraged by that, we can take that year supply of lemons and make a lifetime supply of lemonade by just taking that step, planting those seeds, by going out there and, and doing what God has called and, and loving people, listening to them and connecting with them. Now, isn't that so important? And that's what we stand for, right? We, we love, love God, love others. We listen to them. We listen to the leading of the Spirit and we connect with them, connect with this world. And, uh, you know, it's great to hear that that's what you guys are doing with the school and with the people and, and being intentional. And, and, and so, you know, let's just continue to encourage uh, Nellie and, and, and their ministry. And uh, there's ways that you can do that. We'd like to take, a, take up a, a love offering today as, um, you know, we, we have the love offering through the, the, the box at the, at the back there. You could give the uh, envelopes also through the square. And you can just put... Um, Nellie or, or, uh, or Red Frogs, Nellie Lashman or Red Frogs on your envelope and, uh, and that we can make sure we uh, give her that. But you can take a look um, if you, uh, the, the ways we can support uh, Nellie and our other missionaries. Um, you can do so by, as you give your tithe, um, if you, uh, you could give uh, another portion on your envelope by just lo uh, locating missions on that envelope. And when you put missions, that goes into our missions fund where we can disperse that to our missionaries and make sure that we can support them uh, on their journey, on their, uh, as they are, are being led by, uh, by the Holy Spirit to do the work that they've been called to do. So we just, uh, again, thank you for your giving. Thank you for your blessing. Uh, and uh, you can just see uh, Val at the back. She'll give you a little wave. If you want an extra envelope, you can get that from her. Or, again, go to the uh, Square machine, and you can do the debit or visa there. Uh, so let's just take a moment and pray. And uh, if you want to just reach your hand out and just, uh, as we can't lay hands on people today, uh, we could just reach, reach your hand out for Nellie. And, Lord, God, we, just, uh, we are just so encouraged by the word we heard today. Lord, I know I, I am encouraged, Lord. Uh, just hearing the, the good work that they are doing today um, as they are being intentional, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that even though there are still challenges out there and, and, and there may be newer challenges that arise as the year continues on, I, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just place the seed of creativity in Nellie and her team, Lord God. Uh, as they continue to be intentional with the gifts that you've given them to do the work you've called them to do. So Jesus, I pray that she could be encouraged today. I pray that she would just continue to be blessed as she goes out there, as she plants those seeds, Lord. And I pray that those seeds, even though she may not see them, I pray that they will, be, they will grow and they, they will develop and they will just blossom, um, Lord, and continue on the work that you've called them to do with Jesus. So I just, I am just so thankful that to, to be here with her today and, and just to hear the good word. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you will continue to strengthen us and use our church to bless those missionaries that we are supporting in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, before you guys all go, I just, a couple of announcements again. I, I just want to Thank you, Nellie, for, for being here, for updating us. Uh, and again, just remember uh, the, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week, we have Pastor Al. He is coming to, uh, to share the word. 
and, uh, and he's going to be here on September 6th. On September 13th, don't forget the outdoor service. Bring a lawn chair, uh, you know, and register. You still have to register uh, in that registration. And registrations for, for each upcoming service will be going live on, on, uh, on 1 o'clock uh, on the Sunday. So today for next service, 1 o'clock. Uh, but for the uh, 13th, you have to register. Again, we can have eight, 100 people outside, which is awesome. Uh, and we will be uh, giving you a lunch. As I thank you for supporting us and being so faithful. And, uh, and then on September 20th, we are going to be having, uh, we'll be launching our second service. So at 9 a.m. and at 10.30. And again, there'll be separate registrations for both services.